Salutations! Welcome to Spiritual Blitherings, Philosophical Ponderings, and Everything Ramblings at the Hopeful Humanist Cafe. This is a Just Some Guy production, and I'm that guy, your host, Steve, the Hopeful Humanist. And I'm going to share some ideas today about self-care and my thought that the idea that self-care is selfish is uh, perhaps dangerous, uh, unhelpful, let's say. Uh, but I can understand where some of the thinking might arise. Uh, I'm knowing that I'm going to share uh, a couple of thoughts. First of all, I want to start off with a hopeful humanist quote or thought for the moment. So yeah, I'm going to share some ideas. Uh, but here's a disclaimer. But then again, on the other side of the fence, there's always a different perspective. So uh, with a little bit of a grain of salt, please. Um, I, I offer some, uh, some thoughts. And of course, uh, as I've shared time and time again, I do not have a monopoly on the truth. And I encourage people to be critically reflective thinkers. And in terms of doing that, the first thing is to create a space and an open space where people can share ideas and thoughts. And these are initial ramblings. So, uh, before I proceed, I do want to say thank you to Daniel Sun for his open pod appearance. Notice that it's kind of like a play on words. It's, it's like an open mic night appearance from Daniel Sun. I was going to do some introductions. I was going to kind of do a wrap up, but I thought, you know, I like this idea of the open pod moment. And so I just handed the mic over to Daniel Sun and he shared some thoughts. In, in my conclusion, in, in my wrap up, I was going to uh, share uh, a reflection that what was interesting, because I had mentioned in a previous uh, podcast, the, the previous episode, I shared some uh, thoughts about this, this concept, this idea, this uh, framework of thinking that I call the tendencies of truth. And I found it interesting that uh, even though that Danielson and Captain Jack never had a, a direct discussion with each other or an indirect discussion with each other about common sense, this idea that I raised, that uh, there was some similar ideas in terms of historical context and common sense that they both shared. And so if we're trying to get closer to something called the truth, hmm, it makes you think like that's definitely interesting. I do need to uh, backtrack for uh, a moment. Um, I think I'm going to move on and leave the discussion of common sense. But uh, one thing I did not do, I did not offer a definition. And so, you know, it's after the fact, but sometimes that's how processes unfold. You, especially with initial meanderings and blitherings and ideas, uh, you know, we, we see that we often forgot something and then we need to step back and we need to open up and then start to include. And so, yeah, uh, in terms of common sense, uh, I just on the computer here and uh, it's uh, via, I, I believe, uh, Oxford Dictionaries. It says uh, common sense good sense and sound judgment in practical matters. It is all a matter of common sense. And I'm sure if anyone uh, listened to those last two episodes, you're probably recognizing that that's an expression that's used quite often. And it, and it definitely does, does make you wonder. So knowing that I forgot that definition to start off the, the, those two past conversations in the two past episodes, I want to offer a definition here that will help uh, frame or try to uh, understand 
some of the thoughts that I'm going to be sharing, and it has to do with this word indulgence. So I have here, what is the definition of indulgence? And it says, English language and learner's definition of indulgence. The behavior or attitude of people who allow themselves to do what they want or who allow other people to do what they want. The act of doing something that you enjoy, but that is usually thought of as wrong or unhealthy. Okay, so if nothing else in this episode, the two resources that I I really want to share and highlight are two calendar creations that are offered, um, one from Action for Happiness, and I'm just going to click on that. So uh, the Action for Happiness, and I'm going to include that link, calendar for September is called Self-Care September 2020. And it, and it starts off on a Tuesday, September the 1st, with a thought. And it says, remember that self-care is not selfish. It's essential. Okay, so I'm going to get back to that. that. That idea right there caught my attention. Uh, it, it resonated with me. And it led me to think about... Um, the, the importance of including this definition of indulgence to tackle this conversation. The other resource, uh, the other organization, uh, another website that we can access that has to do with the, the construction of a happiness calendar would be Greater Good Science Center. And for today, theirs is a little bit more interactive. I really like that. I think in the uh, past month, in August, there were a couple of uh, links in the calendar that brought you to videos that you could watch. And so it it had levels to it. I I really liked that. Uh, Number six, uh, Sunday, um, which is today for me. Uh, You're not alone. Here's how. The pandemic is affecting everyone's mental health. Right? I think there's a whole bunch of conversations that aren't happening, that should happen that they're easy to overlook right now because we do have to prioritize. Uh, Health uh, matters in terms of things that need to be addressed for the community, for the the greater good. And and right now, COVID-19. Everyone knows what I'm talking about, right? But there are other things uh, that that need to be addressed. Uh, You know, I work with youth. And uh, a lot of these that I work with struggle with anxiety. Uh, according to some statistics, 25%, 20 to 25% of uh, you know, the, uh, the greater population struggles with anxiety, one in four. And uh, one of my questions that, that I posed to the young people was, what, what do you think the experience looks like for someone who struggles with anxiety and instead of avoiding something, you know, finds the courage to approach something? But then in a moment, finds themselves having a, a, an anxious uh, moment, perhaps a panic attack, and they're wearing a mask. How does wearing a mask and, and having to navigate anxiety, uh, how does that look different for someone who, you know, this is not uh, an experience that they even have to consider. And imagine they're in, in a similar place. Um, and, and what would it look like? And how would we respond? Uh, would it be supportive? 
or what, what would it look like in terms of saying, you know, in this situation, you're struggling with anxiety and you're having a panic attack wearing a mask and you're, you, you know, this is something that's kind of foreign, unfamiliar, you know, in, in, in some cases, people say, like, I, I don't even get it. So what, what would that look like? Right. So I think that this is a really interesting article uh, that uh, we're now starting to look at not only, you know, the um, physical health implications of COVID-19, but there's a lot of discussion that's taking place in terms of the impact on mental health. So these two calendars, you know, I imagine I wake up in the morning and uh, if I'm having a hard day, right, like I've shared a number of times that it's hard to be healthy in this world. And some of the things I think that make it hard to be healthy is that we have too many things on our plate and more and more things get piled on our plate uh, faster at a faster rate than things um, come off of our plate, that we, we take them off of our plate. And additionally, the other thing in terms of, you know, my... My, my struggles with, you know, my concussion recovery, uh, you know, uh, burnout and, you know, uh, perhaps midlife crisis, uh, turning 50, is that uh, I've recognized for myself, and I think it's true, generally speaking, that um, we're living at a pace of life that is unhealthy and unsustainable. Uh, so, you know, we might have a day when we wake up because of these realities and are feeling less than optimistic about the day. It's a day where we'd rather be in bed. Uh, fair enough, we all have those days. Um, but we need to, you know, like anxiety, we can, we can allow our anxiety to uh, stop us in our tracks and get stuck in a void. Or we can stand up to it and approach things. You know, put it, you know get out of our, our comfort zone uh, into our stretch zone, but by no means, uh, I, I'm not suggesting that we throw ourselves into the panic zone. Um, and you know, the, the, one of the things I see myself doing on, on these days is waking up, you know, sharing a prayer with myself. And for me, it's the meta prayer in a previous episode. I find that to be a very powerful, um, compassionate, loving kindness prayer. And you know, opening the windows, saying my prayer, perhaps doing a yoga pose, the, the tree pose, and, and just kind of centering myself, and then going check out these two calendars. I, I really like it. Uh, at one point, I did experiment with the Action for Happiness uh, app that was sending uh, more or less just positive vibrations every morning. Was, and, and you know what? It made a difference for me. It made a difference. And when you wake up, and yeah, you can go to a place, uh, this calendar that, that shares a, a jewel of a thought, a nugget of a thought that can kind of just push you in the direction of optimism or just like kind of elevate your level of happiness by just even a small degree. Um, why not? Why wouldn't you do that? Um, that's my thought. Uh, and but, you know, uh, Everyone has a unique situation and different challenges. And so some days are more difficult. And once again, this is where we have to be, um, you know, demonstrating some self-compassion. So these are the two websites. And if nothing else, I mean, um, in, in a sense, uh, the purpose of this episode, it's, it's done. I, 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 I'm offering this to you. I, I think it could be helpful. And, and now it's uh, for, you know, you, the listener, to decide if it's something you want to put in your toolbox, if it would be helpful.
But as I shared with you, uh, this definition at the beginning, it was connected to the thought on the self-care calendar that self-care, it's, it's, it's a declaration. It's kind of like, it's, it's a strong kind of statement that's saying, remember, because it would seem like we're forgetting. Or uh, maybe if we're not forgetting, maybe we're actually holding some other thoughts. And it says, remember, self-care is not selfish. It's essential. You know, when we think about asking for help, often we see it as a sign of uh, weakness. Uh, we, we've been, you know, kind of socialized in a sense to see it as an instance where a person's not pulling up the bootstraps uh, and, and getting on with life because of, you know, in, in terms of Western North American thinking, the cult of the individual, right? Like, there's always these examples of, and, and, and we seem to get excited about them, about the self-made man, right? And, you know, in the background, we have a whole bunch of things that are uh, challenging us in terms of rethinking the self-made man with uh, the uh, Me Too movement and Black Lives Matter, right? And rightly so. Um, so I have at times shared with people and encouraged people to be open to the idea of if you're struggling, especially because of this COVID-19 time, if you're struggling, that it's okay to reach out for help. And I don't see that as something as uh, being selfish or self-indulgent. I see that as being something in terms of being brave. And, and I think that the reaching out for help and possibly going to see a counselor or talking to a life coach or a wellness guide uh, as being an essential ingredient in terms of kind of getting one's life, uh, claiming, reclaiming one's life. So if I'm not feeling well and I have a bath, you know, that's, that's something that uh, helps in the moment me take care of myself and you know uh, I shared with you that that's this idea of somatic palliation but if we have things on our plate and we don't address them we're just going to find ourselves again and again needing to have another bath for the very same reason at some point we have to tackle things and I think that uh, going to a counselor or a life coach or a wellness guide is something that could be really helpful in terms of getting an idea of what's going on and then being able to transform whatever that obstacle is so that we can rise above, transcend, move on. And, you know, we actually are able then to take something off of our plate. I have heard a number of people at different times share with me the idea that going to a counselor is self-indulgent self-indulgent, uh, it's selfish. And I, I was wondering about what, what kind of experiences uh, would lead a person to make that conclusion. Because for me, that's such a foreign way of seeing things. I, I, I see that uh, someone who's recognizing that they're struggling with something and they don't have all the tools, they're not completely equipped, they're not completely at a place in his, her, or one's life where they're centered, that if they reach out for help, I see that as being um, brave. And, and you know, in, in terms of the quote on the uh, self-care September calendar as essential. So I asked my, my wife, 
who is an incredible sounding board for me. I respect her opinion so much. And uh, I was just saying, and, and I caught her at a moment where she was doing other things. And, and, and so she shared, well, you know, kind of initial thought is, well, maybe here in the West, you know, we, we are so privileged. You know, if you look at, we have washing machines and, you know, what percentage of the, the world population has washing machines and water running from taps that uh, you, you can drink. And, you know, like if you look at all the advantages we have, some people would say, perhaps might be thinking that in other countries where, where they're just struggling with the, the basics, you know, in terms of it. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Maybe the thought was like, really? So you have all that and now you're going to get to go talk about your feelings? Well, that seems a little selfish and self-indulgent. There seems to be something, you know, that doesn't completely sound wrong with that. Um, now, we, we can get into these thinking errors and say, well, okay, well, you know, so yeah, it, it, it could be self-indulgent that you're going someplace talking about yourself and this opportunity doesn't exist for other people. They don't have EAPs, employee assistance programs. Uh, they're financially, I mean, if we look at the COVID-19 um, situation, we're seeing that, you know, in terms of lower socioeconomic groups, like this is hitting people um, at, at the bottom of the socioeconomic ladder a lot harder than people that are, able to shut in and, you know, have like, you know, a, a, a warehouse of uh, necessary supplies and computers where they can get on Zoom and, uh, and, and Skype with one another. So, yeah, um, I, I, I feel like that that has to be on the table in terms of consideration. So I, I'll leave it on the table. And, and it's something that I, I guess we'll have to acknowledge and speak to. Um, for me, my departure point was, you know, the thought that, well, maybe the problem is it's that we have a wrong view of self. And, and I'm not a Buddhist, but I, I've definitely drawn to uh, Buddhist psychology. And I have this book here, The Heart of the Buddhist Teaching by Thich Nhat Hanh. And in this one chapter about the three doors uh, to liberation, um, one is this idea of self is empty. So North America, we have the idea of self as a separate, independent, in, in a sense, object. Like we live in a world where there's the constant objectification of ourselves and one another. And because of that, that's what allows the world to move in a direction of, you know, exploitation. Um, so if we had a different view of self as, as not being a uh, separate independent object, uh, this idea of that the self is empty, meaning uh, it, it's not about non-existence. Yeah, no, it, it sees uh, this experience of, of self uh, being wondrous being, but that we recognize I guess the best way for me to share this idea that I'm struggling with is uh, I have this um, thought tool that I use uh, and, and it's I and the cosmos are one. You know, I am the food that I eat, the water that I drink, the air that I breathe, the earth that I walk upon, 
and the sun that shines down upon me. So in this sense, self is empty. It, 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 and it identifies that empty, not as non-existent, but the self is not an independent, separate thing, that those are false boundaries. And if we see ourselves as being interconnected with one another and our environment, and that there's this all one unfolding experience happening, this idea of interbeing, we could start to have this discussion about interbeing wellness. And if that's the case, and I'm struggling perhaps, uh, if a person is struggling with addiction um, or some other uh, mental health problems or even uh, financial constrictions because a person's lost their job, it, it doesn't just affect the individual. It doesn't. It ripples out into the field of influence and it impacts all of those other relationships that are near and dear to us. Relationship being fundamental to our happiness. So in terms of the definition of indulgence, I'm just getting this back on here. It identifies that it's, it's the act of doing something you enjoy, but that is usually thought of as wrong or unhealthy. And so, yeah, I think I can agree that to a degree, perhaps some people, when they suggest that it's indulgent uh, in, in terms of the privilege that we have, there could be a case for that. But I think there are different kinds of uh, different activities that we do that are indulgent, but that, you know, sometimes indulgence can be healthy or unhealthy and that that's a pretty big distinction. So I could, you know, eat a full plate of um, chicken wings knowing that uh, they're not healthy for me because they taste good um, and, and drink a couple mugs of beer while watching the Raptors on a big screen TV at a local pub when, when perhaps I should be at home um, helping with uh, whatever the various things that need to be done at home might be, you know, stages of life. Are you, are you married? Are you not married? Do you have kids? Do you not have kids? You know, I think it would be fair to say, you know, that kind of self-indulgence is definitely different in my mind than going to a therapist or a life coach or a wellness guy to talk about the fact that you're struggling with anger or to talk about the fact that you're finding it hard to stand up to your anxiety <clears throat> or that you're going through a, a period of adjustment trying to recover from a concussion. Right? I, I think that uh, when, we're, when we're talking about addiction or, or financial problems, these things spill over and impact other people. Our anger, if we're struggling with anger, spill over impact other people. And so if we go to get help and figure out, you know, perhaps the, the causes and conditions that are allowing uh, this anger to arise and, and we can do something to get that under control, that's going to spill over in a positive way into our other relationships and other people are not going to have to contest with our, our anger and our moods. And so I would see that as being a healthy thing.
So the discussion, uh, if we were having a discussion right now, all the thoughts that would be brought forward would have to be put on the table. We'd have to be open to hearing them and, and allowing them to kind of have a moment where each idea has got a, a genuine opportunity to give voice to itself. And then, you know, I, I find that when we're able to do that, sometimes we, we see that we might be uh, closer in opinion with one another than we think, or our own opinions might be moved slightly to include some key elements that we didn't consider before. So I'm not sure where you stand on the idea of self-care as uh, being something that's essential or selfish or uh, if, if, is it an indulgence? I don't, I don't think uh, going and, and taking care of ourselves is an indulgence, indulgence at all. That's my position. But, but I'm, I'm hearing and I'm understanding the, uh, the positions that other people are, are bringing forward. And uh, I, I just want to continue to send the thought that, you know, if, if, if someone's struggling with something, and if you look at the struggle, if you find that it's not just impacting you, but it's impacting other people, that at that point we have a responsibility to ourselves and to others because relationship is fundamental to happiness to do the things that we need to do that will allow us to feed the fire of good mental health or to feed the fire of living well. And some of those things that we might need to do would be to talk about our feelings, uh, to go for a walk, to get good sleep, to get a hug, uh, to work out uh, physically four times per week for 30 minutes, uh, whether it's going running, a couch to 5K or riding a bike. And, and, you know, what are the things that when we do them don't allow us to feed the fire of uh, well-being and, and good mental health? You know, staying up late, uh, having uh, erratic sleep patterns, getting caught in automatic negative thoughts. Right? And when we realize those things and we say to ourselves, you know, what if one of the things I was to consider was to uh, reach out, ask for help? Would that be um, self-indulgent? Now, in terms of the action for happiness, they weren't specifically talking about going to see a counselor. They're just talking about the idea of self-care in general. They're just saying, like, if you're at home, sounds of life. I don't know if you can catch that. But, uh, you know, we're all gearing up for the beginning of school. This is a weekend. I wanted to kind of put an episode out there ASAP. And I'm tr I was scrambling to find some time. And this is the moment. I've squeezed this moment out. And, uh, but I do like the sounds of life in the background. It reminds me. It, it helps me get back to the idea of self as empty. You know, we are interconnected in uh, this interbeing moment as such that I'm downstairs sharing this moment uh, in terms of uh, helpful resources I think are worth talking about and uh, being surrounded by the ones I love above as we, after this, we'll move forward with our day. So yes, I, uh, I, I, I think that in terms of the, the quote offered in the uh, calendar, it's, it's, it's not talking about counseling per se. It's just talking about self-care in general and saying that, you know, if you have a moment, a if a moment presents itself where you can take care of yourself, if that happens, well, first of all, it's, it's important that we're prepared for presenting moments. And some people say they're so busy that they're, 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 
they won't ever be able to take care of themselves. But sometimes a moment presents itself and then we haven't prepared ourselves for it. And so we don't get to use it to its uh, fullest. And so I would say, first of all, have a sense of what are the things that you want to do that c consist of taking care of yourself. If a moment presents itself, recognizing that moment, you know, that uh, because we are interconnected and, 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 and relationship is fundamental and we are not separate, independent objects, that when you take care of yourself, you're actually making a contribution to your relationship with self and others. So my youngest son right now has just uh, walked into my space and uh, this is Blazing Phoenix. So I'm going to say thank you for joining me in this moment and I wish you well. I hope that you check out those resources and I hope that I've raised some food for thought in terms of different ideas about self and whether or not uh, self-care is uh, selfish and indulgent. Um, so Blazing Phoenix, before you uh, leave, do you think you can say peace and salutations? Peace and salutations. Okay. Peace, be well, take care, and share.